0: Welcome to Dad Feelings, a podcast about fictional father figures. I'm your host, Merritt, and this week I'm joined by friend of the network, Eliza Gager. <laughs> I don't think I've ever asked you that. Is it Gager, Godger?
1: It's Gager. You know, you got it. You got, oh, it, in got one. it in one. It's, nice. Yeah. It's so weird that, like, my brother, who's an opera singer, so he has to constantly be on stage, like, telling people his name and responding to his name and stuff. He just changed it. He's like, yeah, it's it's Gogger now. That's how everyone says it. So now he and I have, like, slightly different pronunciations
0: <laughs> of our last name. Is it like um, is it like a name like Miller or like um, Smith or something like that? That is like
1: it's like a person who gauges. Yeah, yeah. it's it's actually not it's um it's it's german derived and uh it it's supposedly like the family myth is that we're descended from Berthold de Gugger who was a knight in the german court in like 1400 and apparently gugger was a uh, a colloquialism for clumsy and his name was Berthold the clumsy so <laughs>
0: And I feel like that really leads in super well. I couldn't have planned that better to oh my God, the, you're the right. topic of today because you, you hit me right there with, with the one-two punch of history yep. and, and like clumsy dudes. Oh my because God, you're we right. are talking about possibly my favorite television show of all time for all mm-hmm. of its many flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about Peep Show. Yeah, Peep Show. Peep Show, which just ended a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, and I wild. hadn't seen I hadn't seen the the last season until I was uh doing my research for this podcast actually. I watched I watched the entire run of Peep Show in like 4 days and I think <laughs> I'm brain damaged now.
0: <laughs> I do that about once a year honestly because it's such a rewatchable show to me. Um, it really is. And I wanted to really just talk about the show as a whole rather than a specific dad because I feel like the show as a whole is about a few things. And one of them is just like masculine insufficiency. Mm-hmm. And um, and a part of that is that Mark is like constantly... So the two main characters, I guess if you haven't seen Peep Show, first of all, just watch it. Um, yeah, it's, it's watch It's very Peep show. good with the caveats that it does have some... Some not so great bits. Yeah, um, it obviously is a show about men being bad. So like, mm-hmm. if you can't deal with that, then I get that. But um, mm-hmm. but it's a show about these two guys in their early mid thirties at the beginning of the the series, Mark and Jeremy, and Mark is this like sort of the guy who does everything that society tells him he's supposed to do. He um he has a job in an uh, at a bank. And um, is sort of really into history. He's sort of very straight-laced. Jazz is sort of like the goofball, the stoner. Mm-hmm. Four twenty, blaze mm-hmm. it. Um, we're recording this on on four twenty. Um, yeah,
1: four twenty. Hell woo! yeah,
0: woo! Um, but actually, I think it's really problematic to say four twenty. Um, so, oh, okay. Yeah. So just like be aware <laughs> of that. I just want to like to make you aware of that. Um, okay. And uh, and he's like a kind of struggling slash failing musician, wastoid. Um, who has a friend named Superhands who is um, based on a character from uh, With Nail and I? Um, oh
1: my God, is he? Because I watched With Nail and I like two days ago.
0: I, I feel like either I just drew that conclusion myself, or I think I read somewhere that he is because he is so similar. He's just like this, like a magical stoner character.
1: Is he based on. Um Shit, not presuming Ed, but uh, The Drug Dealer?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh my god, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Here are your aerials. Yeah, no, I just watched that. That makes a ton of sense to me that Superhands is... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I mean, that movie is similar in a lot of ways to Peep show, but... um,
1: Shit, what is his name? Because I... I went from what I watched Whistle and I and then I watched Peep Show and then I watched started watching Trailer Park Boys and that's mm-hmm. like the trifecta of shitty male friend media.
0: I'm <laughs> um, presuming Ed is that? No, Danny. No, pre- Danny is the um
1: It's Danny, drug you're right. It's Danny. Presuming Ed is is his friend. Oh, his friend, He's just there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um anyway, so Peep Show though, it's about these two guys, and um it's so much of it is just about they're just insufficiency in various ways as men, like their failure to live up to what they think they mm-hmm. are supposed to be and how they deal with that. And in a lot of ways, and someone pointed this out to me when I was talking about the, the show on Twitter last week, um, there, are, there are a lot of dads and airsats kind of dads on the show. And there's one dad who is like, has just like never really been there and is gone. And uh, that's Jeremy's dad. And part of the sort of differences between Mark and Jeremy, I think you can sort of trace to their fathers,
1: yes, because Mark's father is like i mean it's it's like his 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 conscience is constantly there criticizing him, and then Jeremy is like on this this search for father all the time. that makes a lot of sense yeah i like I like that analysis, actually, like Simon Berman pointed out when we were talking about like dad issues on the show he's he's like um in a way, superhands is the best dad on the show because he is not actively fucking up his children, but I guess he's just kind of like he's just kind of Jez's father in in the current generation, but yeah, he's like oh yeah the the twins I'm the always twins. going on about the twins how yeah. old are they they were they were five f- <laughs> years ago, so yeah, a pair of eighters. <laughs> And he, yeah, he just, it just, they just drop, like, out of nowhere season seven or something mm-hmm, that he, mm-hmm. he has two children in Germany. And, yeah, so, I mean, he's also a really terrible father to his pet snake. So, I guess, I guess there are pros and cons there. He's a bad snake dad, mm-hmm. even if, even if he's not actively screwing up his ch- his own children.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Mark has this, like, very kind of just looming father like whenever he talks about his father it's like just this menacing presence um and there's the one episode where he actually appears which is the christmas episode the christmas episode where mark's father has these very rigid ideas of how christmas is supposed to be run and which is like sort of crystallized in um in this uh phrase of like what's the vegetable that he's obsessed with again Cauliflower. Cauliflower. It's traditional, yes. and Mark is just like it's not traditional. It's
1: not traditional. And finally, like at the end of all, well, like halfway through the unpleasantness, he's his father stands up. He's like, "I'm going to make myself some cauliflower." <laughs> <laughs> he like goes to the kitchen. It's. I mean, it's gratifying that when Mark's father does show up, like he is exactly as bad as he has been made out to be, Mm -hmm. if not worse, because Mark, you know, when you grow up in a shitty situation, which Mark did, I mean, despite all his privilege, like his parents really fucked him. um, You know, you don't realize how bad it is. And you're constantly making excuses to yourself and to the Mm -hmm. people around you. You're like, oh, you know, I didn't get like beat up or I didn't get thrown out or they fed me every day, you know, and it's just this kind of like, This running monologue you have with yourself and then eventually dialogue with the people around you when they start to clock that you actually grew up in a really fucked up environment, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, in that episode, like um, Mark is having Christmas at his house for the first time Mm -hmm. and um, he's having it with his family or his parents are coming down, his sister um, and then Jeremy and um, his current girlfriend, Dobby. And so, yeah, they all sort of get to witness how, like, fucked up his family is and how much of, like, a bizarre tyrant figure his father is. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's the scene where Mark just finally breaks at the end of that episode um, Mm -hmm. and just, like, starts – uses, like, this shredder that his father has given him as this really lousy present. It was, like, a hand-me-down from his office or something. Yeah, it's not even new. (laughs) No, yeah. And, like, Mark just starts, like – shredding like ham or like turkey mm-hmm. or something in the shredder mm-hmm. <laughs> and his father's like you're gonna jam the mechanism um yeah yeah and, and he's like mark
1: <laughs> think of what it's doing to the mechanism
0: <laughs> and uh and he eventually he just takes over christmas and he's like jeremy turn on the tv um like mom you can have more wine like we're yeah doing christmas my way at everyone it's like this little moment of triumph in that show yeah. which is like so rare it's, it's like so because rare. it is a show about just like characters like clawing their way up to some some sort of degree of happiness and then because of their own just like um lack of foresight or uh greediness or whatever just sort of tumbling back down to where they started
1: Mm -hmm. yeah like they can never complete their redemption arc it's it's this when I mean, we've been watching like second season of Fargo too, and there's that constant return to to the myth of Sisyphus, but it is it. Is, I mean, Peep Show is that. It's just this. Mm-hmm. They're const They're striving like every episode. They're striving to to self actualize, and they never. They just don't make it, you know. Right, and, and so much of
0: that is like directed towards dads especially in like mark's case like i'm fairly mm-hmm. sure and it, i didn't do a whole rewatch prior to this um but isn't there an, an episode where mark is like having sex with someone and he's like look at me dad i'm having sex or something like in his yes. internal model? <laughs> like-
1: yes i mean the show is terrifying as t- to watch it as like a woman which mm-hmm. i mean My own gender identities aside, like I I still feel like I can kind of watch Peep Show as a woman, and it's it's terrifying because the interior monologue of your average, mostly harmless, basically sane white man is just it's the scariest fucking shit. (laughs) It's terrifying, and you're just sort of sitting there nodding to yourself, like yeah that explains a lot. That is how they think. Like, that is definitely what's happening inside their heads when they look at me, you know? And it's just... It's, I mean, in that sense, it's kind of gratifying, like, on, especially on each successive rewatch because the initial sting of, like, the threat and the awkwardness wears off a little bit mm-hmm. and you can sort of get more... I, I mean, for me anyway, I can kind of, like, get a little further into the actual humor and... um the ridiculousness of it all. And it is, it's like really, it's really scary and kind of educational and in, in, in certain ways, you know? And of course, like their their masculine experience doesn't propagate to everyone's masculine experience. But as far as like being in Western culture, it's, it's probably fairly representative of a lot of the people that we know, you mm-hmm. know? Like, oh, that is, that's just... That sort of fright definitely adds to the the humor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then there is like, you mentioned earlier that Jeremy is constantly looking for dad. And I think Mark, in a way, is too. And there's the few figures that um, that play that role in the show. Right, like Johnson. Like Johnson. Oh my God, Johnson. Patterson Joseph as Johnson in like one of my favorite roles he's ever played. Um, He's incredible. He's just like... An incredible actor. Um, and the character of Johnson is, like, this sort of inscrutable, um, like, boss figure who at first is sort of just, like, a, a guest speaker at, at Mark's bank and then sort of later becomes an executive there. And, um, and Mark kind of falls in love with him at first. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, even, even he doesn't really know whether he sort of loves him as, like, this sort of father figure or, like, a mentor or mm-hmm. is, like, in love with him. Right. And uh, it's <laughs> this really, like, um, weird, like, like d- uh, he calls him dad at one point. He calls him dad, <laughs> yeah. And
1: he tries to cover by saying daddy and <laughs> And Johnson just goes along with it. He's mm-hmm. like, you got that right, daddy-o. You know <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. I, um, I
1: think he calls him, like, I think he calls him actually daddy in, in his interior monologues a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. And I mean, Jez clocks to it right away. I think he he just straight up tells Johnson at a certain point he's like, "Mark is gay for you. He wants to fuck you." Right, like
0: right. Well, the shows, whole because yeah. the, the tension of that episode um, is that Jez feels like, well, like Mark has got a job offer to move with Johnson up north somewhere, and um, mm-hmm. and so Jez's whole reality is is um, uh, threatened. And sort of that's that happens a lot on the show. Is like Jez is terrified of like not having. Mark because like they're this codependent unit. And yep. um and so nothing can ever really change because the one or the other will drag them back into this the situation. But um yeah, so Jazz is like accusing uh Mark of, of wanting to to fuck Johnson and Mark can't really he's sort of like, I I don't know. Like maybe if I it would have to be like right there before I knew. And, mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> Um, there's, there's a character for, um, for Jez who is, like, this musician that he, um, that he idolizes. Um, Yes. The Orgazoid, I think. Orgazoid, The Orgazoid. Yes. And, um, he's, like, this, this amazing musician that he, he, like, loves his work and he looks up to him and he eventually gets a job just sort of being his, like, his gopher. Um, His his handyman. His (laughs) handyman. Because later on in that episode, um... He wanted him to give him a hand,
1: and Jez does it. Like he steps up, he he gets back to the apartment, and Mark's like, "Are you okay?" And I mean, it's not funny because it's 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 this coerced sexual assault, mm-hmm. basically. But I mean, God, that is probably the genius of Peep Show is that they there's I mean it's one point Mark actually gets raped and they I mean they they go for it like they actually write the whole thing out and I I mean I don't even know if it's funny or not but somehow they get away with it and I think this is it's like another one of those those issues and then then there's that the confrontation in the car he's like you know I've orgazoid says I've never had to pay for it I just want you to do it because you want to do it and mm-hmm. Jez is like well I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> and the dudes like get out and it's just i think and i think Superhands like he has he has to he has to step in for jez at one point Mm -hmm. and he comes over to the apartment he's like why the fuck didn't you tell me that this involved actual hand jobs fuck you jez he's like (laughs) he's fine he's completely unruffled about it he's just annoyed that he had to give somebody a hand job without Mm -hmm. a heads up
0: (laughs) um well yeah and it's established like a couple of times, I think, or at least once in um in the show that Jez and Superhands like fuck each other or like at least like each other yes. off or like give each other hand jobs or something. Um, yeah.
1: The episode where the bad thing <laughs> the happened. <bad> <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of there are a lot of possibilities, like mm-hmm. one of these things are bad.
0: Yes, yes. That is the Johnson episode, I believe, actually. The first Johnson th- episode.
1: You yeah, I think you might be right, actually.
0: Um There's another sort of main dad figure that we haven't talked about much yet. And that's the father of Sophie, who is Mark's first (gasps) love interest on the show. Oh, my
1: God. How did I?
0: Yes. (laughs) And um, oh, my God. I've rewatched the Ian episode recently, um, which I think is just called Sophie's Parents. And basically Mm -hmm. at this point, like Mark has sort of the first season, Mark sort of lusts over Sophie. And then I think in the last episode of the first season, he asks her to marry him. And they're engaged. And then he's, like, suddenly, like, wait, I don't want this. I hate this. Right, yeah. Um, because he can't be happy. And no. um, they go to meet Sophie's parents. And Jeremy comes with them because they basically brought him along to, like, distract Sophie's, like, bizarre, antisocial, like, younger brother. Yeah.
1: Are are they in the Quantox? Is that where they go? Because um, that's, like, a, a recurring... No, they
0: go to the Quantox to... For, like, a vacation? You're
1: right, yeah. They Sophie's parents, they live,
0: yeah. Yeah, they live in, like, a little village or, like, I don't know. Th- this, like, very picturesque rural England. Um, yeah, just, I feel uh, like I a miss,
1: a, like, a good dimension of Peep Show because I'm not English, you know? Right,
0: the geography yeah. is kind of... Yeah. It, yeah, It I definitely do a lot of, like, g- like Google Maps and, like, wikipedia when I'm, like, watching this. Um, I should
1: be doing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, they go to meet Sophie's parents and, like, Sophie's dad is, like, this terrifying older man, Um, just, like, the sort of English version of, like, the farmer with, like – like, they go – like, the first thing they do together is, like, go shooting. Mm Mm-hmm. And and Mark just wings a bird and then has to to wring its neck to kill it and um, rips its head off. Yes. By accident.
1: Yes, which is such it's this wonderful I mean it's it's hard to watch. Like it's one of it's one of the most awkward and awful moments in that episode, maybe in the show for me personally, but it's like it's also an interesting comment on sort of he's being goaded into doing this this traditionally masculine thing by a father figure who is, you know, technically going to be his father fairly soon. And he not only does he fuck it up, but he fucks it up in this this very brutal way. Like he, he takes the bird's entire head off and sprays them Mm -hmm. all with like arterial blood. And it's just awful. And it's, I, there, there is that it, it sort of addresses directly the, the the tension of masculinity that's in the show of this sort of wanting to be skillful and wanting to be strong and wanting to you know provide for your family, but also being very brutal and very brutish rather, and you know constantly fucking things up because you have no finesse, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That I guess you know we were talking about like clumsiness and that that's that that's like a a repeating theme. And I'm thinking of like this, there's this line in, in, in Nabokov's Ada actually, where um, the, which is also sort of a commentary on masculinity in a lot of ways. But um, the, the, the protagonist refers to himself as a, a nasty satyr with clumsy hooves. And it's this, this sort of self image of masculinity that's kind of stuck with me. I'm partially because of Nabokov's prose, but it's, you know, I, I see it. I see it pop up in, 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 uh, in texts about masculinity, like even pop cultural stuff a lot, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like kind of tragic. Like that's part of the, th- the, the appeal of Peep Show is the tragedy, like the tragedy of masculinity, you know, and of, mm-hmm. of failure
0: is, is
1: omnipresent.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever Mark is forced into a situation where he's, meant to do something like that like like the the shooting thing or then there's the paintball episode as well Mm -hmm. where um he's basically forced into this like really awful situation by um by dobby's like cool like startup friends Mm -hmm. and um he's just like spends most of the episode hiding in a bunker with super hands right yeah and um is just like if i wanted to feel like agitated and terrified i drink three cafetiers of coffee and then lie under my bed and call dad after 10 p.m exactly. like he's really obsessed with like the minutiae of war like historically um yeah like, i think he's stalingrad is especially he's like fascinated by but but when it comes to like the actual real sort of realities of war, of that kind of masculinity of violence he's like very much out of his depth
1: mm-hmm yeah yeah. I was one of the first things he says like in the very early seasons they lean on the on his obsession with Nazis a lot. But he, when he's like looking at the letterbox at the kids who have been bullying him he's like those kids have no idea what happened at Stalingrad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And then he actually becomes a dad later on which we haven't yes. really mentioned but the the um the sort of reason that Mark and Sophie get married early on, it's clear that, like, neither one of them is really interested in the other. But Mark is, like, afraid of being alone. And Sophie just really wants to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's maybe at some point after, I don't know, I forget if they're married during it, but basically um, she she has this baby and um, it's not clear at first whose it is. Like, it could be Mark's or Jez's or Jeff's, who is Mark's sort of, like, right. work rival, who is, like, yep. much more of, like, a like man than he is and constantly just emasculating yeah. him. And, He's got um,
1: the—doesn't he, he have the Liverpudlian accent? Like, isn't that— Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and uh, it turns out that it's Mark. So then like for some of the later seasons, Mark is just sort of like toting around this baby. And right. um, and I think in the very last season or one of the last ones, it's like implied that he is sort of like recreating a lot of the same stuff that um, that he went through and that he's putting so much pressure um, on this baby. Like he's like teaching uh, – he's like showing the kid like – Um, Mandarin flashcards.
1: Mandarin (laughs) flashcards. Yeah, and no, I remember that episode. I just watched it recently because I was. It was like the only instance I had seen of Mark trying to be his idea of a good father, and that involved like Sophie shows up and she's upset because her partner or, or current husband, or I think his name is Dustin. She's like, "He's such a fucker," and I think he's cheating on me. And Mark's like internally, he's like, yeah, but when Ian gets back from staying with Dustin, his his Mandarin flashcard scores are through the roof. And he he, like tries to talk her into Mm -hmm. staying with this completely unsuitable partner on behalf of his son, like at at her expense. But because he thinks that Ian is benefiting from it. And I I like I knew I was going to do dad feelings with you. So I, I sort of made special note of this. It's like the only time I had seen Mark really go out of his way to, to do a fatherhood thing. And it was still fucked up. Like, even even though he was trying to do <laughs> something good, it was still garbage. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's, there's very little of his fatherhood in the show. Sophie just sort of has the baby and then she, like, disappears for a while. Mm-hmm. Except to show up to kind of have, you know, there's, like, some custody stuff. And Mark's sister, who's a lawyer, like... <laughs> sort of pushes him into um negotiating to get married again like that keeps popping up like yeah getting getting remarried and just entering back into this sort of long slow death with Sophie um but yeah they I mean they address that directly at the
0: like the the play
1: zone episode right yeah Is, is that the
0: last episode it's, I, I think, the second remember. to last, yeah, yeah. where Mark is, like, trying to get back with, or not get back with, but get get with um, this woman that he kissed, like, once when he was pretending yes. to be a college student in, like, the yes. second season, I think. Is her name Alice? Um, April. April, yeah. Played April. by, um, oh, God, what's her name? Um, I, I love her. She's been on um, The IT Crowd and... Um, oh, yeah. A lot of other things as well. Um, Catherine Shepard. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There are a lot of good actors
0: in Peep Show. Oh, so many. Yeah.
1: But yeah, she's fantastic. And I mean, I mean, I love Dobby. Like, of, of of the love interests, Dobby is definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that she gets the fuck away from them. Like, she makes the right decision. You know, she goes to New York. And when he sees her again, he he's like, yeah, she's got weird hair, and she's she's blossomed. He says, you know, he's just he's so fucking miserable that she's (laughs) Mm -hmm. happy, and she has this horrible American hipster boyfriend. And but I love Dobby. I really, I mean, I I identify with her a lot because she's that sort of weird. Acerbic sort of nerd girl role Which I have been pushed into a lot mm-hmm. Through my life you know And um, I don't know just, I just love her I, She really just she just lights up the screen Every time she's on it
0: She's very good yeah I mean but, the first um, episode So that she's in I think like the second scene that she's in She like pushes Mark Into like a supply closet And just like yeah, she, Gets she just him fucking... off by like <laughs> rubbing her ass Against him
1: I know I I I respect her. Mm -hmm. I think she's great. It's so it's rare to see. I mean, there's plenty of like nerd girl characters on TV, but it's really rare to see one that's just also like very sexually um, actualized. I guess. I mean, she's not exactly dominant. She just knows what she wants, and she's kind of the opposite of mark she's like the good mark in a mm-hmm. lot of ways mm-hmm. like she she will talk about things she calls out his dad at christmas she's like didn't they give her sister like a a,
0: a boat trip or something
1: like that right
0: and but they gave him like the they gave him shredder. a shredder yeah
1: and she is the first person at the table to say anything and she's like that's kind of messed up like what did he do that he gets this secondhand shredder and you gave his sister this cruise or whatever. I can't remember what the sister got, but it's something amazing. And his mom tries to defend his dad. He's like, well, you know, it, the, the market value is still like three, <laughs> 300 pounds or something. Yeah. And when she leaves, she's like, thank you all. It's been horrible, you know? And she just, and she leaves. She's like, I'm going to the fucking pub and I'm going to get drunk. Do you want to come? And she, if if Mark had like, really listened to her, he would have been so much better off, but he just couldn't, he couldn't make himself do it. So it's, I, it's interesting that, you know, she was introduced in the way that she was introduced and, cause she, she's such a good foil for him. You know, she's like everything that he should be if he were not crippled, emotionally crippled and constantly hearing his dad. I mean, I guess we don't ever hear about Dobby's parents. Mm-hmm. I don't, she sort of exists Independently of other connections within the show. She's kind of a free agent in that respect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I just remembered something really important, which is that Mark's son, Mark and Sophie's son, um, ends up being named Ian James. Um, yes. Which is after Sophie's father. And Mark misses his christening in, I think, maybe my favorite episode of the entire series called Nether Zone, where basically Mark and Jez are trapped in between. Um the apartment of this woman that Jez has been um like she's cheating on her boyfriend with Jez, who works for her boyfriend. Like they're trapped in the foyer basically. They can't get back into the apartment and can't leave the building for some reason. Um, and Mark misses the christening, and they were going to go with James Ian, and uh and then be- he missed the christening, and so like um he ends up being called Ian James, but before the baby's born, they're talking about names and Sophie <laughs> Suggests the name Tar- Tarquin Oliver Nimrod.
1: Yes, <laughs> and Marcus. Mark thinks she's joking. He,
0: he just starts like exploding with laughter, and then he's like, "No, a, a name, uh, how about like Bruce?" And then she's like, "Bruce," and he's like, "No, no right. not, not Bruce, but a normal name, like like Bruce, uh,
1: not actually not Bruce, actually but Bruce,
0: but, not that, but but like that."
1: And then she then she suggests naming the child Jeffrey. Jeff, and she's, he's like Jeff. Um. She's but, like, oh, I didn't think about that. Because she had gone to her Lamaze class
0: with Jeff because
1: mm-hmm. Mark had, Mark had fucked off somehow. Jeff, I
0: don't... Mark is, Mark is kind of a cuck in that respect. Yes. Um, because Jeff a, sort of swoops in. He is in. definitely a cuck. Jeff swoops <laughs> in a few times throughout the series. Um, and, and yes, yeah, so he's, he sort of, I think the, the series ends maybe with Jeff still being um, involved with Sophie in some capacity.
1: Mm. Maybe, I can't because there's the there's I thought I thought the partner that she was with at the end was not Jeff. I thought it was somebody else. Maybe it is Jeff. Why would why would Ian's flashcard scores be higher
0: with Jeff? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, there's no way to be sure. I think Jeff is the sort of like he's he's um, but he does become the baby's godfather.
1: That's true. Yeah, because he makes it to the christening.
0: Yeah um yeah and um oh no by the end of the series he's he's working for alan for for johnson Mm -hmm.
1: Um, that's right yeah
0: and mark uh (laughs) mark thinks like when when um jeff and sophia are together that the baby's going to believe that jeff is his father
1: right yeah i'm trying to think if there's like other father stuff that i'm that i'm like not remembering
0: I think I mean there are there are sort of minor characters that show up, but I think that that is like most of them.
1: Wow, we did it. We analyzed Peep Show. <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah, oh, I man. mean, there's
1: there's like mom stuff in Peep Show hmm. as well, but I guess oh, we don't, it's but sort we don't of, get into that here. Yeah, we don't we don't um, talk about mom. No, there is on there dad, is dad some, feelings. I mean,
0: oh no, there is one character that we haven't really talked about, which is um, speaking of moms, uh, Jeremy's mother is um, in one episode dating. <sighs> This man right. who, yeah. um, oh God, I don't remember his name, but she's dating this man who um, is like this historian and I think used to be in the military and um, and Jeremy hates him because um, he's trying to be his dad, although not really, um, mm-hmm. and also is like he basically just, like, wants his mother to, like, keep giving him money. Um, right, because he's he doesn't, insanely spoiled. He doesn't yeah. work. Um, and he sort of is, like, really horrible to his mother. Mm-hmm. And um, and this guy is sort of, like, standing up for her. And uh, the whole episode, Mark is just like, why doesn't Jeremy want you to be his dad? You're amazing. Like, yeah. we get to talk yeah. about... Um,
1: I want you to be my
0: dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they're just talking about, like, military history and things. Like...
1: Yeah, Mark wants to ghostwrite his his military memoirs. His memoirs, right? Yeah,
0: um,
1: that's the episode where Mark gets raped, actually, because they is have that, that ho- they have that horrible daughter. Yeah, that was that is just a brutal episode in 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 many ways.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's so such like a good example of like how the show does this really great thing of having things seem to go really promisingly. And then sometimes actually through no fault of the characters, but often because they want to tear each other down. Like Mark and Jeremy, like w- when they get into situations, it's sometimes because like they have like their own personal failings, but sometimes it's just because like one of them won't let the other one be happy or mm-hmm. like won't let the other one leave. Um, yeah. And um, and so it seems like, oh, Mark is going to write this guy's memoirs and like make some money and like become maybe like this respected um author and then that whole thing happens and then Jez sort of like shouts that um, out at the end of the episode and uh, uh, the whole thing sort of falls apart.
1: Yeah. I mean Jez says it a couple times like Mark's, Mark will be like I think she's the one because at the end at the, the last few seasons he becomes obsessed with like finding and falling in love with his soulmate and every woman he meets is the one mm-hmm. and a couple times internally Jez is like no, I'm I'm his one, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is true. Like that's sort of the the lesson of the show is the is this dysfunctional um codependency between them. Cause they they just they can't get away from each other. And they try. Like a few times they they really try. You know, Jez like he's like, Alright, I'm leaving, and Mark's like, Okay, you gotta get the fuck out. And it's <laughs> they go back and forth for for the entire the entire run of the show, pretty much. I mean, I think that comes mm-hmm. up in the first season. Like, you know, Jez is always he's always sort of couch surfing, even though he he lives there, like in the spare room. And yeah, it's um, I mean, and and it's like neither of them can be the father that the other one needs.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that totally sums it up. <laughs>
1: searching for father like searching searching for daddy that's the that's gotta be some kind of Jungian archetype right like yeah isn't is that the monomyth is that is that where's daddy is that yeah,
0: is, I think that is, is, is. that
1: truly the monomyth <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the thing is like oh women have daddy issues and it's you know the 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 the, the bulk of of the western cultural canon is kind of like exactly the opposite you know yeah <laughs> we're spinning we're spinning peep show like way out into the cosmos so it probably doesn't deserve to no, be but... <laughs> it deserves like
0: god i just it is like even like you know i i mentioned some of the content of the show is like kind of rough and like it is a show mm-hmm. like about about men and like also robert webb and um and david mitchell in their own ways are like not the best dudes, like they're sure. kind of irritating, and like David Mitchell more so, just because I think he's had more exposure, is like kind of a doofus mm-hmm. But this show is so good, and like I really, really recommend anyone who who has any tolerance for like that kind of awkwardness. And I know a lot of people don't. Yeah. Um,
1: tolerance is the key word, yes, I think. Yeah,
0: um, if you can make it through the, sort of the awkwardness of some of the stuff. Um, you will give yourself the gift of being able to watch it again without mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. which is the greatest gift of all
1: and it is it is infinitely rewatchable i mean you're you're right, I've probably seen it all the way through with the exception of the last season, God, four or five times at this point, you yeah. know, yeah, I same. just don't get tired of it. I get to the point sometimes where I have to turn it off because it's <laughs> it's, it's just making my brain boil, you know, but I, you know, I never, I never get sick of it and I never, I never watch it that I don't see something new or appreciate some comedic timing or some just subtle way
0: of, of, of
1: turning a phrase or just the way the characters interact with each other. I don't know. It's,
0: it really is genius. It totally is. Well, I can couldn't have asked for a better person to go on this journey with me so thank you so much for coming on
1: thank you so much for inviting me on this this magical extremely awkward journey (laughs) through through the dad feelings of peep
0: show yeah um and um do you want to tell people where they can find you online if they want to check out your work i mean your book just came out right
1: yeah, my book just—I mean, we—we're um, taking pre-orders now. I—I I do a big project uh, called Problem Glyphs, and I'm at problemglyphs.org. Org, and yeah, my my—that's a—it's the first book of Problem Glyphs is coming out um, next month. Yeah, I think we're gonna start shipping stuff in May, and we just—we just got like our uh, our printer proofs with the complete cover and the bookmark and all this, the interior printing and it's really something I mean you never I, I've not done a book before but it, god it's so heavy and it's such an, yeah. an object you know I actually, I just got a notification that your your poetry book is is shipping to me because I pre-ordered that too. So I'm like, yes, yeah, that
0: is um, I'm rich those with are shipping books today. Yeah, yes. it's an embarrassment of books. So definitely, um, definitely go buy the problem list book. Um, buy it, cook it, eat it. Um, yes, that's you know. how you gain its power. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 I, that's just. I love that like that line when Jeremy's trying to stop someone from moving to Canada. He's like, Uh I know, I'll steal her passport. Steal it, cook it, eat it.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. Uh. They're always
1: trying to trap women with Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. because they know that they're too shitty. You know, they're too dysfunctional to, like, be worth staying with. So they just, they have to trap them. They have to trap them there. Men are terrifying. They're so scary. It's like it's what I love about peep shows. You, it kind of like
0: it's a window into that. It
1: is a window. It's it's horrifying. Oh my god. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much, and I can't wait for your poetry book to arrive. I'm like I'm really excited actually, because I, I loved I loved the the samples that you posted, um, oh, which awesome. is why I pre-ordered. So,
0: thank you. And I guess if anyone wants to buy that book, it is called a uh, total mood killer. Mm-hmm. And it's a collabo with um with my friend Nina. And um that book is available at Tiger dot com and you'll find it you'll find it there. So that is um is by the time this episode comes out. Um yeah, it's probably been it's, some people might already have it. So We will have it. Write because a review we pre-ordered. for that book on iTunes. Um <laughs> You know, review it on iTunes, rate and review us. I will. Tell your friends. um, And come on back next week for another episode of Dad Feelings. Yes. Cool.
1: Thank you so much, Merit. Thank you.
0: No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, bye, kiddos. (laughs) (laughs) Dad Feelings is hosted by Merit K. And produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Dad Feelings is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at dadfeelings.com support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz, off their album Foiled Deer. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuis for letting us use it. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at DadFeelings and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. One, two, three, four, five. Cool. I'm real like congested today. And hopefully that won't come out too much. Okay.
1: I think it's like allergy season. It
0: might be allergy yeah. season. Yeah. I think it's allergy season. I think it is. Um. Well, we'll fight through it.
1: Okay. We'll do it together. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm glad to have you <laughs> battling allergies by my side. I um, got your back. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay.